Live on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freak. You know, as the song says, living easy, living free. Well, we kind of got that right. <laughs> How you doing, Freak Nation? Big show for you tonight, and I mean big. Huge. Right now, if you check out Twitter, I mean, Statman's in the Eastern Time Zone, so you've, you're you getting your fill right now of the Michael Jordan Part 3 and 4 Last Dance Tour. Yeah, Dennis Rodman is trending on Twitter. Dennis Rodman is the number one trend crasher. Doug Collins at number four, oh, and Craig Elo. And Craig Sager is also in there <laughs> as well. Bill Lambeer is part of it. And the whole purpose of this bringing it, bringing it up is Statman had a chance to catch up with Michael Jordan in the Superbike Pits many, many years ago. We've got that interview along with Will Perdue, who played with Michael Jordan. Three of those four championships that Will Perdue won were with Michael Jordan. He's going to be joining us tonight. Donnell Rawlings, comedian, will be here. And Christian Eckes, who won the Friday night uh, NASCAR truck race in St. Louis at the... Yes, WWT Raceway. Which, by the way, donating a ton of supplies to first responders and medical professionals. That track is just, that track's on it. That track is doing things right. Statman, what was the date, what, or the year, more more importantly, when you caught up with Michael Jordan in those Superbike pits? I think it was, two, what, 2005, maybe? Five. I think that was the the time it uh, doesn't seem like it could have been that long ago but uh, doing the research that i've done for the last 72 hours <laughs> i think both of us have wrung out every inch of everything but i, I i'm thinking it's like 2005 this is when superbikes were re- this was at the california speedway right yeah it was a california speedway i went out there on friday to talk to him was stunned to turn around in his pits, and there was Charles Oakley like, what are you doing here, boy? And <laughs> I, <laughs> I now know what everybody else in the NBA felt when they looked at Oak's face because <laughs> I felt the same thing. But uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he was testing me. Uh, Michael said, hey, I, can't, I don't have time now. I'll come back tomorrow. And uh, I came back on Saturday just to talk to him, was stuck in the – in the garage with him and it was amazing that it was just like being in a locker room you've been in locker rooms before and the same conversation was going on in the garage there with motorcycles around and some of the conversation was uh you know they michael turned around at one point looked at me and and looked at everybody else said you can't have this conference don't you see a media guy down there and one of his shall we say handlers, <laughs> looked at me like, he ain't going to say nothing. And I said, hey, you see a microphone on me? <laughs> <laughs> well so, done. Uh, yeah, then I had to chase him out to his uh, Suburban, and he finally stopped, and uh, we talked for a few minutes just before he jumped in the car to leave. 
Well, it's it's amazing because of all the uh, black men, African Americans that hang out in the pits at Superbikes. I'm surprised he even recognizes that man. <laughs> he probably never forgot me. This is probably the only one he's ever seen. <laughs> there was there was one interesting story. Quickly, uh, Ben Spees, who was a big friend of the freaks for a while. Uh, he and I got to be relatively close, and we talked about basketball and how much he loves to play basketball and wanted to pl- be on the – wanted to ride for Michael Jordan because of that love of basketball. And I was walking past his garage maybe that same weekend, and he came running out, Stat, Stat, and, and he said he, he had finally playing ball that week. He had finally dunked the ball. <laughs> and he just he just wanted to share it with somebody. <laughs> you won't believe I got oh now this is a guy one of the best motorcycle riders in the world at that time. And uh all he could talk about was he got a chance to dunk the ball. But he was still in growing mode at that point. I mean he ended up being a very muscular, stout individual, but this was still kind of his younger years, wasn't it? Yeah, he 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 shocked me once. I was at California Speedway, and you guys are in the studio, I think. And uh, he walked into the room. One of his uh, the PR people walked him into the room, and he looks like his beard was growing as we walked in the room. And he kind of <laughs> loped into the room, filled up the door, had to duck to get through the door. Hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. And I was Bam. like, Bam. you know. He was a he was a man, and he, more than riding a bike, he was a man. Speed freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined. The freaks. Resuming with another round of affiliates. Welcome, Speed Freaks, on a Sunday night. Big show for you tonight. Michael Jordan will join us here in the. The Freak Nation. I promise you he will. Will Purdue, who played several years with Michael Jordan, won three championships with him, will also join us. Winner from Friday night's NASCAR truck race iRacing event in St. Louis, Christian Eckes will join us. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com, your favorite tire dealer. Pick up a set of General Tires and roll that big old truck, that SUV, on General Tires. Crasher? Virtual Talladega race was this weekend for NASCAR. Sadly, not complete with a virtual infield. But, hey, that's what I guess you guys all were doing at home. So proudly representing either last night as Landon Huffman snagged the checkers in the truck race or today when Alex Bowman won a pretty tight virtual cup race in the NASCAR Pro Invitational Series. Seriously, though, Virtual Talladega did not disappoint. Complete with two big ones and virtual drafting to boot. Well done, boys. And in keeping with NASCAR, it looks like teams may start getting back to their shops this week as the North Carolina governor has reiterated that NASCAR shop operations are indeed essential businesses for the state. So the next question, of course, is when will actual racing be back on track? As of now, the Coca-Cola 600 on Memorial Day weekend is the first official race back. However, don't be surprised if Texas Motor Speedway or even Darlington creep in for a non-fan attended race before the end of May. Just throwing that out there. IndyCar raced the virtual Coda track in Austin, Texas on Saturday. And how about that invite to Formula One pilot Lando Norris? Yeah, 
Norris, also a longtime gamer, just dominated the IndyCar regulars. And with the exception of a self-imposed spin, this race was his from start to finish. Now, IndyCar is not slated to get back to real on-track competition until the first weekend of June. And as of now, Indiana's governor is not deeming race shops as essential businesses. So IndyCar teams, sprint car teams, NHRA teams, and others are not yet headed back to work like potentially NASCAR teams are. We Are the Race Legends trophy went to eSports newcomer Petter Solberg on Saturday, as he even made a few mistakes towards the end but was able to hold off Elio Castroneves and Dario Franchitti. Dario then later on Twitter apologizing for punting Solberg at one point as well. WWT Raceway held a NASCAR truck race on Friday night, which was crushed by Kyle Busch Motorsports regular Christian Eckes, who will join us in the next hour. Plus, Michael Jordan and Will Perdue, Bulls champions. Coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The summer, it's quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets. Because now, through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the Summer Ultra High Performance G-Max RS, the All-Season Ultra High Performance G-Max AS05, and the All-Season Touring Ultimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20 years car not performing right a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time but lucas fuel treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system the fuel pump fuel injectors even carburetors and valves as you drive it's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines lucas fuel treatment it works Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get... Awesome. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. We've been doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios for 20 years, baby. Go to lucasoil.com to find the righteous lube to keep your ride on the road. You got problems with the interior of your engine, exterior, inside your car, outside your car, meaning your interior, exterior. They got the product to keep your ride on the road. Go to lucasoil.com. So damn good to name the stadium after him. With the country in basic quarantine, you know, shelter-at-home type sitch for the most part, uh, most of your radio shows, most of your bigger radio shows, including this one, you do, you're do. you doing your show from an ancillary studio. We've got a home studio here. Statman has his home studio. Uh, we've got about 95 degrees outside here in Arizona, and Statman has a deer <laughs> eating some of his marijuana plant outside of his house. Hey, hi, yeah, the, ri- the ring doorbell said, hey, there's motion at your front door. So I looked, and the deer looked up and said, hey, leave me alone here. I'm busy. <laughs> uh, and by the way, he's not – well, I don't think he's eating your weed plant. Just, he's just eating a bush. <laughs> no, he's eating the, the shelter of the weed plant. So now i got to find some new shelter. So when security drives by in the morning, uh, you know, I'll be protected. <laughs> Coming up in about 15 minutes, Statman caught up with Michael Jordan many years ago, and we wanted to rerun this thing because of the popularity of Last Dance. Uh, Parts three and four, depending on where you are on this planet, have either run or they're running currently. We've got that, and we caught up with Will Perdue, who played with Michael Jordan. Three of those championships, Will Perdue won, were with Michael Jordan. He'll be joining us as well. But before we get into our conversations about back to work in the motorsports business, Gary Selzy on the 26th of February tweeted out this question. Gary Selzy, multi-time NHRA Top Fuel Funny Car Champion, friend of the Freak Nation. This, again, is the 26th of February. I bring this up because poor Gary Selzy, he's, he's about as internet, social media savvy as I am <laughs> at driving a freaking funny car. So he says, uh, Gary Selzy, as a car owner, meaning he owns sprint cars mm-hmm. all right, for his sons, as a car owner, what are the negatives for allowing aluminum blocks in the 360 division? Would anyone be against aluminum blocks, 360s, racing with steel blocks, 360s, and why? And he had a poll. Yes, aluminum. No, aluminum. And then that same day, one dude, Daniel Sibley, according to his name on Twitter, said, get rid of all 360s. And then just two days ago, Indiana Superfan chimes in, get rid of all 360s as you're currently building a junk 355 to get your ass kicked every weekend by 410s. Then that's when the rails came off. You got, you got in, between this guy and the Daniel Sibley, you got effing idiot. You've got uh, uh, homosexual slurs. Okay. Uh, you've got a, these guys want to fight, come outside and meet me. One guy gives him the address of... This is what quarantine does to us. This is what it does. Indiana Superfan, uh, eight hours ago, gave Daniel Sibley the address to come fight him. He says, oh, all right, come on. meet me then at 5602 
Cato Drive, Indianapolis, 46226. Lovely. He says, you are a scared chicken SB. That address is to a mental <laughs> hospital. <laughs> <laughs> the guy actually checked it out. <laughs> and, and the reason I found this is five <laughs> hours insane. ago, Gary Selby tweeted out, why am I involved in this bull ass? <laughs> Because we're all in quarantine. The only two people that respond are these two idiots. And it went over days. (laughs) The guy's tweeting out a a mental hospital address. Oh, Oh, sorry, Selzy. Yeah. um, So, North Carolina and the governor... Governor Roy Cooper, yes. Is basically saying that uh, NASCAR, uh, motorsports, is an essential business and giving clearance for NASCAR shops, teams, to get back to business, Crasher. Yes. Specifically, he said, or later, let's see, what day was this this week? It was either Thursday or Friday, so it was later in the week. He said, from the information that I have now, already under our state executive order, NASCAR teams can begin working in their garages as an essential business defined under our executive order. Now, teams are still in contact with local health departments, local governments, etc., and local governments may have some slightly different health restrictions. So basically what he's saying is teams need to, before running back to work this week, because the governor just said you can, before doing that, they have to check with local governments like the city of Mooresville, the city of Kannapolis, wherever these shops are based, Got it. to make sure they are cool. Th- those mayors are cool with these guys coming back together to work as a family again. Stat, you want this first? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't maybe know. No. I mean, it, this is this is so crazy that. You know, I could go a lot of political roads, and we'll end up having those same two guys sending us <laughs> that address. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I know is that uh, people have gone stark raving mad, and uh, you know, from fighting over toilet paper to fighting over nonsensical things on Twitter. Uh, so there's no telling where it's going to be if this goes much longer. Maybe for the national psyche, we need to, you know, everybody exhale a little bit and figure out um, there are crazier, there are more important things in the world than who's going to win a car race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the complete guidelines are for essential business. I know the importance of motorsports and NASCAR in general to Charlotte and to the state of of North Carolina, if you know, pumping money into different areas of a state and city and counties, if that's part of essential business, I, I, I'm just trying to find some logical answer, or conclusion to why people are coming to these conclusions. Because, as I've said for weeks, baseball talking about playing baseball without fans; these are still human freaking beings that still have to go back to their families with children and and wives and husbands and so forth to try and put a net over human life thinking that it's going to keep out this virus i don't just don't get it let me let me interject something here quickly 
we're talking about essential businesses and if you look at the grandstands maybe 30 to 40 percent of nascar fans in the last two years don't think it's official business so i don't know what the the uh, executives and the people who run north carolina i don't know what they're thinking about they're following the the S rolls downhill. They're following the S that has already started in the state of Florida. And, hey, WWE was de- officially declared an, an official business. And that, come to find out, soon after a, what, $18 million political donation? So, yeah, forget it. The, that that opened the floodgates, and everything else is just reciprocal from that. It's a shame, but that is where I mean, we Nothing are. would make me happier to be proven wrong that as people are going back to work, going against what my instincts say, nothing would make me happier to be wrong in this situation. Mm -hmm. Because I want to get the hell out of this house. I want to get back into, I want to walk into a studio. I want to go into a a supermarket without fear of someone coughing up on me. I want to go to the (laughs) mall. I want to do all these things. I want to go to a restaurant. I want to get back to a bar that's not my home bar. But man to that. Right. Right. I mean, this is this is going to change our. I was thinking about something silly today, Crasher, as I was watching uh, some just some highlights, some old, not old, some pictures of Henley a couple of years ago. Hen, uh, children hugging Disney characters at Disneyland is oh, going wow. to be different. <laughs> oh wow! That's going to be, you're not you're going to maybe give Woody and. Donald Duck high fives if you're lucky, and then wash your hands. All that's changing, yet we've got people going back to work that are going to be bending over each other to make sure this spark plug is here, this wheel is here, and this logo is here. And don't I don't want to hear any political stance in this. I don't. It's not political. There are Republicans that believe like I do. There are independents that believe like I do. There are Democrats that don't believe like I do. So it's not political. It's For me, it's just common sense. The one thing that did surprise me that I saw uh, this week, and it was Newsweek, that after uh, several days in Kentucky of the people demanding that the, uh, the, the state reopen, that business come back to life, the, num- the n- number of uh, coronavirus cases, the COVID-19 cases, spiked. Imagine that. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you could take the 1918 Spanish flu, same thing. When people protested in, in Philadelphia, I don't know what exact year it was. It's it a was, parade, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. They protest, protested in order to have this annual parade. The parade went off in Philadelphia, and then, boom, cases of the Spanish flu f- spiked because of it. And there was something similar in the state of Colorado with the Spanish flu where they just absolutely had to go back outside with their buddies. And then right after that, cases spiked. It's like, people, let the science do the talking. Let the virus – we don't want to let the virus set the timeline, but right now we have to accept that. As sucky as it is, Mm -hmm. we have to accept it. Well, the good news is 15 years ago, Statman caught up with Michael Jordan and the most popular over-network – TV show right now is Michael Jordan and The Last Dance. 
He caught up with Michael Jordan 15 years ago. It's a great interview, some insight to Michael Jordan. This week, we caught up with Will Perdue, four-time NBA champion, big man with the Spurs and the Bulls. Three of those championships were with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. He's got crazy insight to Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Statman and Michael Jordan coming up. But first, how about a Statman scat? Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. I'm not qualified for a book review, but I am qualified to know what I like. Neil Bascom's book, Faster, is just that. Not enough is done to explore motorsports history, especially details about racing's bed partner, politics. Faster is a David and Goliath story from the 1930s. It details an American heiress who built her own Grand Prix team and eventually hired a Jewish driver to beat the Nazi-backed Mercedes behemoth head-to-head. Lucy Shell did it with an underpowered French Delahaye driven by Rene Dreyfus in the run-up to World War II. story is wonderful and educational, but disappointed me in one very real detail. Baskin spent several pages glorifying the Nazi showcase at the 1936 Berlin Olympics without ever mentioning Jesse Owens. He said in an email that his editor took out the mention. It was a massive oversight. Great book, though, especially if you aren't allergic to learning. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. 
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 403 5912. That's 800 403 5912. Of course, is the last dance, Michael Jordan, reflecting on Michael Jordan's life. Episodes three and four have aired or airing tonight. Statman, quickly, refresh the Freak Nation. Uh, where, when, and why you caught up with Michael Jordan in California many years ago? Well, he had put up a uh, the money and the backing from Suzuki to do a superbike team in the AMA series, and he was there at the California Speedway running the team as a team owner. <laughs> Good buddy Charles Oakley was there in the pits with him, and it was just amazing to see all the riders congregating around him and enjoying the, the good time. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good time just to see him interacting with the other people and knowing something about motorcycles. And earlier this week, Crasher and I had a chance to catch up with Will Perdue, teammate of Michael Jordan. Three of Will Perdue's four championships were won with Michael Jordan. We'll get to that interview coming up next segment. But here's Statman, a little about four minutes worth of time with the greatest, MJ, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Hole Studios. Michael Jordan's in the Speed Freaks Pits. You walked in, and it seemed like you treated it like it was a, a locker room. You find the same energy in the garage as you did in the locker room with the fellas? You know, it's a little different because in the locker room, I know what I'm doing. You know, when I walk in here, I, I, I listen more than I say, and um, you know, I learn a lot from the guys, and, and I, I beg for that type of information because it, it just in, increases my enthusiasm about the sport, you know. But, you know, it's very easy for me to walk into a situation and people are intimidated by me. What I come in, I try to make everybody feel at ease and see that I'm just an ordinary guy. You know, I have an interest of, of motorcycle riding, but I enjoy being around people. Is this a business, an interest, a passion, a hobby, uh, you becoming involved in motorcycles? It's a passion, you know, and then obviously with that passion, you got business involved. So, I mean, it can be all of, all of the above, but... You know, first and foremost, it's just a passion. I, I love it. And, and if it transcends into, you know, a very prosperous business, good, you know. But up until that point, I, I still love it. I love the sport. Michael Jordan, you're a NASCAR country guy from North Carolina. Why motorcycles instead of NASCAR? I grew up riding motorcycles. And obviously my father was a big NASCAR fan. And, um, you know, I used to go to, and I still do. I, I'm still a NASCAR fan. But something about motor, motorcycles that I just kind of, you know, I can see the motorcycle guys working, and, you know, I have a strong passion. I love riding motorcycles, and, you know, I just think the, dare, the daredevilness of, of what motorcycle provides and, and, and some of the, you know, perfection that they go through, I, I, I truly love, you know. And you know, it's intriguing to me that they, at such high speeds, they can make quick decisions and, you know, life-threatening decisions. And, that, and that's the NASCAR as well, but, you know, it's just them in the, on that motorcycle. You see a lot more of the work, them working that in that, that, that mobile and. To me, that, that means a lot. 
this came to mind when I was sitting here watching. You did all of your athletics was your own prowess, what you did with a basketball, but it was you. Here you got a machine involved to, to make success possible. Has that been frustrating for you to learn to get used to? No, it hadn't. I mean, I think the, the similarities is it's even on the basketball court you have a team. And you need four of the guys to kind of figure out how you're going to be able to go out and win the game. Although you may have a little bit more control in that aspect. Motorcycle team is, is, is the same way. You know, you got your riders, but then he has to rely upon his, his pit and his crew and his, you know, engineer, his mechanics, all those things. And to me, that's still a team oriented, uh, uh, event. And even though the, the, the rider probably gets the most, you know, the most recognition, but, the teamwork is still strong, and, and basketball is no different. Even though if I go out and score 60 points, I can't score 120. Finally, Michael Jordan, you're in this for the long haul. You're going to be here for the season. You're going. This, you're to see this all the way through. This is not just a spur of the moment kind of thing. No, I was here last year, and this year we're making a bigger splash. We expanded to three riders, and you know, obviously, I, you know, I want to keep this moving in the right direction, being more positive. I think it's it's great for the community. I think, you know, especially in this industry, you don't see many blacks, you know, and I, I think. When you look at the streets, you see a lot more you know, Afro-Americans riding motorcycles. And I think hopefully with this impact, you get more people involved, more blacks involved, more black riders, more black business people involved in it. To me, that means a lot. Were they tapping you on the shoulder saying, Stat Man, that's enough? Stat Man, you got us? Yeah, the, they weren't tapping me on the shoulder, but the suburban outside was starting to yeah. rev the engine a little bit. <laughs> And we were standing in the doorway, so it wasn't like the two of us sitting down. I had to go grab him and said, hey, hey, hey. I didn't tell him. I've been waiting all day to talk to you, dude. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. He, we, had a good, we had a good conversation. Statman with Michael Jordan 15 years ago when Michael Jordan was involved in Superbikes. And I forget, every time we hear that interview, I forget that he's talking. he talks about his dad, Statman, being a huge NASCAR fan. Yeah, his dad had such a, a huge part in his life. And you, when you're from North Carolina, we kind of joked about it earlier, but when you're from North Carolina, NASCAR is very important to you if you're black or white. Uh, so, uh, yeah, his, his father was probably a NASCAR fan in that generation, but uh, he probably cheered for Wendell Scott. But Michael rode motorcycles and loved to ride motorcycles, and his Jordan brand was probably more in the motorcycle crowd than in the NASCAR crowd. Huh. Yeah, very good point. Sadly, the team did not last very long, and, and it's a shame. I There's many reasons why we, we could say that the team ultimately did not have the staying power in the AMA Superbike series. I mean, heck, the Superbike series went under new ownership. So there's so many things that could have happened. It's just, at least for a brief moment, it was cool to see Michael Jordan and, like you said, Charles Oakley in the pits of super bikes of all places. They weren't getting the great bikes. Uh, he kind of mentioned that ah. after he turned the mic off, that he, for Suzuki to give them the top bikes, he had to do well. It's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Uh, and he couldn't get the great riders. He couldn't get the great bikes. And eventually he just said, what am I doing this for? I would imagine. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's tough to win without the great riders and the great bikes. You know, this isn't a top 50 or top 100 NBA basketball player. 
in many people's eyes, in mine included, it's the greatest basketball player ever. Yeah. One of the most popular athletes ever on this planet. And you're telling me, Statman, as we got about a minute, minute and a half, that that alone couldn't get him the best G-Dam Suzuki and the best G-Dam rider on the planet? Evidently not. Uh, you know, I mean, that uh, he was he was committed to Suzuki, but and the Suzuki there. Everybody knows that factory teams get the best bikes. He wasn't a factory team, but he just wasn't getting the best bikes. And he had a pretty good rider who was a former Suzuki rider, Aaron. I can't think of his last name at the moment, but he rode with him, and the team was doing better, but. They just couldn't break into the the yeah. factory guys at the front of the line. Not many independent no teams do. Three-time Chicago Bulls NBA champion partner, Michael Jordan, Will Purdue. Next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the Speed Wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. 
Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios for 20 years. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this big old thing possible. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. You're there for on Instagram, Facebook, and the website, speedfreaks.tv. Sit down for about 15 minutes and listen to this. If you've been watching The Last Dance, uh, parts three and four tonight, or if you're watching them, well, you're probably not listening to us. Regardless, Will Purdue, four-time NBA champion, Three of those were with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Here's more insight of playing with Michael Jordan and GM Jerry Krause and Reinsdorf, your owner, just part of the madness that was the Bulls. Last segment, Statman had a chance to catch up with Michael Jordan many years ago as a superbike owner. This is us talking with Will Purdue a few days ago about teaming up with Michael Jordan. And uh, Will Purdue, I would assume that you and your family are locked into the last dance like most of us. You know, I'm just like anybody else. I'm just as excited to watch this as, as as somebody that wasn't a part of it. Because there was stuff, quite honestly, going on that we didn't know about as players. I mean, throughout all these years since I finished playing, I still hear some stories or I get people ask me questions about, hey, can you confirm or deny this happened? <laughs> and I'll be like, well, I, I don't. I didn't see it happen. Doesn't necessarily that it means that it didn't happen. Not the first time that I've heard that story. The, be- the best joke that I've, I've seen online is is that everybody that was part of that team that Michael uh, was drafted to in '84 was telling their family and significant others, "I wasn't in that room. <laughs> that wasn't me." What was something, Will, that maybe shocked you watching it? And then what was something that just kind of made you chuckle? You know, I had talked to Steve Kerr and Bill Wennington and Scotty and those guys throughout that second run, you know, because I, I was traded for Dennis, so I wasn't there. And, you know, I had kind of forgotten about just how strenuous that was. You know, Steve Kerr referred to, they, they were on empty. The tank was on fumes, but they figured out, you know, how to win it. I, and I had forgotten about the whole Scotty Pippen uh, contract dispute, about how, it, hey, and I'll give him credit about how he just said, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy my summer. I'm going to wait and have that surgery in September so that I miss some of the season because obviously they don't seem to be making me a priority even though he was under contract. <laughs> so I get it. But it was kind of interesting to hear him actually admit that he did that during that time frame, to hear Michael talk about how selfish it was, plus everybody else, but yet 
how they were still able to get through that, how they were able to do that, considering how poor of a start they got off of. And it's amazing how when you take up just one player of that caliber out of the equation, how it's, even though it's a team sport, don't get me wrong, still a team sport, but how significant that one individual can be to the whole team. And I think that that fact that, what, Scotty missed 30-some-odd games and the fact that Michael talked about you can't really mention Michael Jordan and the six mm-hmm. championships without mentioning Scotty Pippen, I think justifies how good Scotty really was. And I know a lot of people talk about, well, you know, he always played with Michael, but I think some people are starting to look at it about, hey, Michael played with Scotty, and where would Michael be if it wasn't for Scotty Pippen? Will Purdue, four-time NBA champion, three of those with the Bulls and Michael Jordan. Say what you will about Jerry Krause, general manager of the Bulls at the time. He assembled a hell of a team, grabbed many championships with the Bulls, but holy smokes, the way they pummeled Jerry Krause, and it's on video, it's on film, of Michael and others just pummeling this guy. What was your experience with Jerry Krause? I mean, it was it was very similar to that when I was there, you know, in the first three-peat. And I can honestly say, you know, the earlier years, 91, 92, 93, it wasn't as bad. But I also felt like Jerry did a pretty good job of deflecting. He was just like, all right, fine. If you guys want to use me as a punching bag and that makes you feel better, go ahead because it doesn't bother me. You know, at the time, you, you saw it as unfortunate because you were affiliated with him and how people looked at him. He eventually uh, got fired and went on just to be, you know, a regular person, and I got to know him a little better. You know, I, I kind of considered it to be a little an honor because I, uh, he, he talked to me about those years, you know, before he passed away. And you realize that at the end of the day, he was just a businessman. And we talk about sacrifices, right? You know, players got to sacrifice points. Players got to sacrifice rebounds for the good of the team, to make the team better. What we didn't think about was is, he was willing to sacrifice his name, his reputation, his emotions, his feelings. I mean, he became the punching bag. Mm-hmm. And some of it was deser- it was deserved because he wasn't a very good people person. But a lot of it wasn't. And I didn't like the fact that they kind of made him out to be a bad guy when he really wasn't. He was doing the dirty work that is necessary in that business. And when I say that business, I mean being in, in – basketball operations, football operations, hockey operations, whether it's Major League Baseball, hockey, NFL, NBA. It's just not as easy as, hey, let's put a team together, let's let these guys roll, win as many championships as you can, and we're all fine. I hope that people understand now how much of a business it really is at this level. It's not just about a sport. It's about business. And at the end of the day, it is a business. Do you feel that Jerry Krause was mistreated in ways that maybe Reinsdorf, the owner of the Bulls, should have taken some of those arrows? Um, not really, because that's, that's the nature of the beast. That's what Jerry Krause was. He knew that going in. I'm going to draft guys. I'm going to cut guys. I'm going to trade guys. I'm going to take a lot of heat. But and let's be honest here. Because of the divide between him and Phil Jackson over all those years, because of the fact that Jerry Krause didn't feel like he should have, that he got the, the credit that he should have gotten, it became personal. 
And in business, it cannot be personal. Because once your personal emotions get involved, then that really magnifies the situation, which you saw just in that first episode. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people realize it was so bad. There was so much contention. But let's also say that Phil Jackson has to take some responsibility for that because he knew that Jerry was not a people person. He played on Jerry's emotions. But he also played on the emotions of Michael, Scotty, me, the average fan. Let's make Jerry out to be the scapegoat. Let's make Jerry out to be the bad guy. You know, in, in athletics, there's always scapegoats. And even though the Chicago Cubs have won a championship and won a World Series, again, Bartman is still a dirty word in Chicago. <laughs> right? Will Perdue, four-time NBA champion here in the Freak Nation, talking about Phil Jackson and how he used not just players but maybe others to pit themselves against Jerry Krause. Do you think if Phil Jackson would have been a little bit more amenable to the situation, things would have gone a different and maybe even a longer stretch of championships with the Bulls? See, I don't know. I know that... You know, Reinsdorf touched on that, I think, in the second episode about when Phil got into coaching and became the head coach of the Bulls, he had a number in his head about how many years he thought this, this, I mean, let's say this, that, meaning him being the head coach of this team would be viable or, you know, a window that he thought he could be successful as far as being in the same organization, being with the same players. And what I don't know is what that number was, but I, I honestly believe that I think he had surpassed that number that he had originally thought about when he was hired as the coach for the 89-90 uh, season. But it, because of the fact they were winning the championships, he wanted to keep rolling. And let's not forget, he was the one that came up with the title, The Last Dance. So it wasn't, you know, now some people say, well, that, that was – because of what Jerry Krause said. I still think at the end of the day, even though Jerry Krause said, hey, even if Phil goes 82-0, it's his last <laughs> year. I think, it, as you put it, I think if they really wanted to work something out, and that, that requires sacrifice and, and giving from both sides, I think they could have done it. But I, I don't think that either side, both Jerry Krause and Phil Jackson, quite honestly, really had any interest of taking this to the following year because of, you know, it's, again, back to Steve Kerr. They just were mentally and physically drained. And I think that's what makes this 98 championship so special because of what it took. And even talking to guys that played on the team, you know, about just the animosity on the bus, the, the way things went in practice, just – they were constantly fractured, being held together by electrical tape and super glue. But yet, we did a segment in uh, Chicago the other day. The station I work for, NBC Sports Chicago, they're showing the 98 season in a hole. And what we're doing now is we're acting like we're doing a post-game show and for the clincher of every series. So we just did the post-game show for the clincher against the third game against the New Jersey Nets, which they swept which uh, Kendall Gill, who I work with, was actually on that team against the New Jersey Nets. And he talked about 
in the first game, they came out, they being the New Jersey Nets, they had energy. They were more physical. They took it to the Bulls. But because of that guy, Michael Jordan, unfortunately they lost. And I asked him, I said, was there at any point that you guys thought you could possibly win this series? And he says, even after the first game, we thought we could win it. Because it, he said they weren't just they weren't the same team. They didn't have the same killer instinct. You know, they were just they weren't mentally engaged. But he said things slipped about the middle of the second game. He said something happened. He said I don't know if they finally realized, hey, we're in the playoffs, but things changed at that instant. And he said even them as a team. Throughout the second game and throughout the third game, they were not the same team. They were a different Bulls team. They were now the playoff Bulls. And he said he walked away from that series thinking that, hey, these guys are going to win again because this is not the same team we saw in game one. This is the team we expected to see in game one, but this is now the playoff team. He said for whatever reason, they were different mentally, they were different physically, and they were now like they flipped the switch. And you hear that all the time, you know. It's not easy to flip the switch. But he said they flipped the switch, they were a different team, and they went on and they won the championship. It's just incredible hearing you talk about how, you know, you talking with players at the time or or talking to competitors from that time, how they were such a fractured team, yet they pulled it together. Is there any comparison of, I mean, maybe it is the Warriors, but I want your opinion on this, any comparison of a team in recent memory that it that has that? You're so mentally drained, you're so done with your with your season together, yet you figure out how to make it work and win a championship. And what I don't know is, is you know, possibly that year, um, you know, that they won uh, with Kevin Durant when he came because of the sacrifices that were they had to make amongst themselves and the team kind of fractured itself. You know, Kevin Durant, we, we learned it's, it's thin skin. You know, he didn't like the fact that Steph Curry was more was more popular than he was, and that's what professional sports is about. That's what separates, um, you know, the exceptional players from good or average players and obviously an average NBA player is still a damn good player but just realizing the bigger picture realizing that hey I'm not happy with with how things are going but I understand what the ultimate goal is I understand what my role is I understand what I have to do and that's the true definition of sacrifice you know taking the, the disdain the dislike whatever it may be you go, you take it home and you bitch and moan to your wife, you take it home and, you know, you, you, you have a punching bag or you play video, whatever it is, you release that frustration, and the next day you're ready to go again. And I think people that, you know, are, are listening to this realize that, hey, you may not like your job, but what you like about your job is the challenges that your job gives you. And at the end of the day, when you accomplish those those challenges, you're like, hey, you know what? My job's not as bad as I thought. It's very rewarding to reach those goals when you have to work with other people within your office. Even though, you know what? I'm never going to socialize with you people, but I understand what it is we're trying to accomplish. You know, it gives you that, that sense of fulfillment, that sense of accomplishment. And especially when you win championships with these guys, and now that, you know, we're so far removed, guys kind of chuckle and they laugh about how such petty things created such a divide, caused so many problems. 
but now that you're in your 40s and your 50s, you're like, man, what a bunch of childish a-holes we were back then. <laughs> but is there something that you, you've seen out of Michael in these episodes that really was a kick in the nuts for you, or is it just, well, that's just standard Michael to me? No, I lived it, but I, I want to end this by asking you guys, because in my opinion, you know, I found it interesting that Michael kind of put it out there, I think, when he was on Good Morning America with Robert Roberts about, eh, you know, because he he's already seen it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't think people are going to think too highly of me after watching this. I, after, li- listen, I lived it, so I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I understand what he was trying to accomplish. It took a while, but I figured it out. I was I was the blunt of a lot of his criticism. But I actually think that, to me, I think after all ten episodes, I think this will put to bed any comparison to Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Because I think that people will now, they may not necessarily like Michael anymore, but I think they'll have a better, better understanding of who he is, who he was, and how good he really was when you take everything into account. Will Purdue, four-time NBA champion, three of those with Michael Jordan. Crazy insight as the last dance goes through episodes three and four tonight on ESPN. More on that coming up in the second hour of The Freaks. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Attention self-employed individuals, 1099 independent contractors, and small business owners. If you missed the first round of funding from the Coronavirus Relief Program, you now have a second chance. But do not delay. Funds are limited and you need to take action right now. Thanks to new federal funding, you can receive an advance of up to $10,000 deposited directly into your bank account without ever talking to a bank. We're SBAQuick.com, and we're here to help. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 to speak with a representative and learn if you or your small business qualify for funding. There's no obligation and no banks to deal with, so don't miss this opportunity. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 and learn instantly how much money you can receive. That's 888-SBA-NOW-8 or visit sbaquick.com. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 and learn instantly how much money you can receive. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, coming up this hour, Christian Eckes, NASCAR Truck Series winner from Friday night's sim racing event. Thanks to our friends at WWT Raceway in Missouri. Yes. It's a track in Missouri. Well, let me get this right. It's the St. Louis Raceway, WWT Raceway, right? but it's actually across the border in Illinois. So think about... In this time of this pandemic, they have to take into consideration the St. Louis mayor, the governor of Illinois. I mean, just, whoa, they got a lot going on on their plate. Yeah, uh, when you look at what Christian Eckes has done over the last four or five days, he's run so many sim races. It's crazy. So he'll be joining us coming up in about 12, 13 minutes. Also this hour, Donnell Rawlings. We all need to laugh. This dude is a hilarious comedian actor uh, really made a name for himself with I, I, I'm not going to use this, his catchphrase that he had with Dave Chappelle but regardless Donnell Rollins will be joining us for some freaking bunnies coming up in about 35 minutes or so Statman you were talking well you're talking we were tweeting excuse me texting back and forth during that Will Purdue interview Will Purdue joined us the last hour the last segment a fantastic insight from a dude who won three championships with with Michael Jordan, just just think about the knowledge, and we heard some of it from Will Purdue, but really, the knowledge that Will Purdue could blast uh, many Chicago Bulls or basketball fans' way that this documentary that's out there, The Last Dance, couldn't cover. He offered a a lot more than what we learned from large parts of the documentary, and it was. Uh, you know, I was completely taken in. He obviously wanted to talk to somebody because yeah. <laughs> if he didn't want to offer that, 
uh, it would have been very easy for him just to cut some of those answers short. But he really offered a lot, and thankfully he did. That was a good interview. And one one thing that we've prided ourselves here with the Freaks over the last 20 years is we understand the foundation is motorsports, but the bigger picture is our audience. And our audience follows motorsports. It follows sports. It follows music. It follows lifestyles. It follows crisis. And that's what we try and hit. That's what we do hit with this show. And we prided ourselves on it. It may have alienated us from certain networks or certain radio stations or certain people think you've got to be all motorsports all the time. But frankly, we blazed the trail. We blazed it so damn much nobody could copy what we or try to even get close to what we do. People have tried. They're still trying. Yeah, they, they try. Right? But out of the gate, we would we were knocking the fact that all NASCAR would have for its pre-race music was country. And all of a sudden, started to get some rock and roll acts. <laughs> rock and roll acts for the uh, the green flag waivers. <laughs> green flag waivers. Br- br- uh, bringing in uh, celebrities into into NASCAR. Same thing with NHRA and, and IndyCar, where you really didn't, didn't know a whole lot about these drivers until some people decided to dive deep into it. And these drivers, Denny Hamlin, he's a huge fan and a good friend of Michael Jordan. So it's it, it's not a reach to play Michael Jordan's interview with Statman 15 years ago or to bring in somebody that knew Michael Jordan very well because we can all re- relate. We, we all have an opinion on Michael Jordan. You either think he's the greatest or he's the second greatest <laughs> basket player. Of- you know what's, what's yeah. important to realize is that when you sit in the grandstands and talk to somebody that you know or don't know sitting next to you, you don't always talk about I wonder what kind of tires they're running on that racetrack or man, the air pressure and that left rear tire doesn't look right. You're talking about everything in life. And that's the success of the speed freaks is that we talk about life in addition to motorsports. And, uh, that's the, that's what will produce. He was talking about life and not just basketball. Yep. Yep. So true. We're going to resume with several of our affiliates who chime in at 6 six past the hour. And Christian Eckes, NASCAR Truck Series winner, Friday night from St. Louis and Illinois with iRacing event. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of it. 20 years you've been doing this big old thing. Coming up in moments, NASCAR Truck Series driver and winner. Yes, a winner in the NASCAR Truck Series. Christian Eckes will be joining us in moments. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. You roll on a big old fat truck, SUV. Need some new tires? Roll on General Tire. Do what the freaks do. Do the smart thing. Keep your family safe, your friends safe when they're rolling in your raw in your rod. Hot rod, that is. <laughs> Go with General Tires, GeneralTire.com. Crasher? NASCAR raced on the virtual Talladega track this weekend. It didn't quite have 
the virtual infield that we would have liked, but every one of you guys at home, I assume that's what you were doing, proudly representing either last night as Landon Huffman snagged the checkers in the truck race or today when Alex Bowman won a pretty tight virtual cup race in the NASCAR Pro Invitational Series. Seriously, though, virtual Talladega did not disappoint. Two big ones and virtual drafting to boot. Well done, boys. IndyCar raced the virtual Coda track in Austin, Texas on Saturday. And how about that invite to F1 pilot Lando Norris? Norris, who is also a longtime gamer, dominated the IndyCar regulars, and basically with the exception of a self-imposed spin, this race was his from start to finish. IndyCar is not slated to get back on to track competition as of now until the first weekend of June. We are the race. The Legends Trophy went to eSports newcomer Petter Solberg on Saturday. He made a few mistakes towards the end, but was able to hold off Elio Castroneves and Dario Franchitti. Dario later on Twitter apologizing for punting Solberg at one point, too. So, hey, he even overcame that. WWT Raceway held a NASCAR truck race on Friday night, which was crushed by Kyle Busch Motorsports regular Christian Eckes, who finally, it seems, is getting a feel of this iRacing thing. He will join us in just a few minutes. And as if things couldn't get any weirder, this week, with most of us on lockdown, listen to the story. Off-road badass BJ Baldwin was confronted at gunpoint in an in-and-out parking lot in the wee hours Wednesday morning. A press release from the team just today did confirm that Baldwin shot his assailant dead on sight and that there were at least 15 rounds that went off between the two of them. Jeez. Baldwin is fully cooperating with Las Vegas police, who have said that Baldwin was simply acting in self-defense. How about them apples, yo? Pre-race today, Ryan Newman told Fox Sports he was ready to return to on-track action when NASCAR resumes in mid-May. NASCAR's response, maybe not so fast. Must be medically cleared first. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The summer, it's quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets. Because now, through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the summer ultra-high-performance G-Max RS, the all-season ultra-high-performance G-Max AS05, and the all-season touring Altimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20 years car not performing right a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time but lucas fuel treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system the fuel pump fuel injectors even carburetors and valves as you drive it's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines lucas fuel treatment it works mav tv your destination for all things motorsports TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. 
the Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. When you Speed Freaks on a Sunday night in the Lucas Oil Studio celebrating our 20 years of the Freak Radio Network across the country. Many affiliates, Sirius XM, SoundCloud, iTunes, and, of course, your iHeartRadio app. Bam! You can take us anywhere. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman, and driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the Truck Series, Christian Eckes. He dominates the Worldwide Technology Raceway E-League iRacing CK Power 125 Dang, presented by Raceway Gives. <laughs> Man, when you hopped out of that truck, oh, hold on a second. You're on your iRig. <laughs> yeah. Friday night. When you hopped out of your iRig, did you feel like you had to come up and, 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 and announce all of those sponsors that I just threw out there at you with that big win? Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> the, the, the iRacing stuff really taken off here the last month or so. Uh, you know, there's not much to do. So, uh, it's as close as we can get to the real thing. And yeah, I definitely had to, uh, Remember to say the sponsors and everything. It's good practice. You know, hopefully we can get racing back here in, in a couple of weeks, and I'll be ready for those interviews. Christian Eckes, you've been in the Freak Nation before, and one of the questions we like to ask drivers, especially of late, is what are the similarities between getting ready for a real race in your NASCAR truck versus the racing that's going on in the virtual racing, the iRacing, this eSports league? Yeah, so um, you know, I've kind of worked over the last ten years to get my sim rig as close as I can. Um, you know, obviously it's not going to be perfect. Uh, you know, I run the the VR stuff, and you know that helps a lot. You know, the realistic steering wheel and the brake pedals and stuff like that. Try to get it as close as I can. Um, but you know, just the the feel aspect of it and, and everything that goes along with that, uh, you're pretty much just driving off of sight instead of feel. So. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a little bit different in that aspect, and, and it takes a little bit to get used to uh, coming from the real-life stuff. But, uh, you know, how the simulator races and stuff like that is uh, pretty much as close as you're going to get. But contrary to what some people want to believe, this really is good training. You might not have the feel component of it, and, of course, fans don't have the smell, the touch, the, the anything else that goes along with it with, with your senses. But that sight yeah. thing, there, there's something crucial there that is keeping you guys I guess I could say visibly in shape. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. 
Um, you, know, you can practice moves and everything like that. And the, the moves and, and the lanes are pretty similar with throughout the uh, the simulation, but um, you know they could still use some work here and there, obviously. But you know, I feel like that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, I ran Talladega last night, and mm-hmm. you know you don't really drive off field there because you're wide open, and you know the draft runs and stuff like that are really close on the game. Um, so you know you're able to make moves that you can move that you can make in in real life, and um, you know I feel like that's the biggest thing is you know once you go to like the the intermediates and short tracks and stuff like that, it's not as close, but I feel like, you know, Talladega, Daytona, uh, it's pretty much spot on as far as being able to make moves and stuff like that. Christian Eckes, two-time truck winner over this past week, and then he just alluded to last night at Talladega. He was leading with 20 to go, and then the big one, he got caught out. Christian Eckes joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And talk about what has come together for you this week you have two wins south boston and of course your dominant win at wwt raceway in st louis on friday night and then you were leading at talladega what has just clicked for you recently with this iRacing deal yeah i, I won that uh at texas as well brought home oh. 500 bones too that was that was a nice little what? Nice. Uh, oh yeah um that, that's a cool series that they have uh run it i guess every thursday maybe um, they have a, a little deal where you know, it's five hundred dollars to win and a hundred dollars for second. We have a bunch of truck drivers that that uh, that run it. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know because I've pretty much crashed in every other race um, before <laughs> about Wednesday. Um, so something must have turned around for me to to finally be doing well. But yeah, it was getting to the point where I was like, ah, I mean, I'm crashing all these times. Is it really even worth it? Um, you know, I'm, I'm making my sponsors look bad and everything because I got safe plate on the, the cars, but I, luckily I was able to turn it around, I guess, and, and get a little bit better. Somebody with the team needs to be winning because Kyle Busch isn't really representing the sponsors well. Of course, I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek. He is Kyle Busch. But, yeah, I mean, there's got to be something you can translate over to him to help him with his iRacing career. Yeah, yeah, we run a couple races uh, a week together in some of the leagues that we're in. Um, he asked, I, I honestly felt honored. Uh, it was at uh, Myrtle Beach, I think, last couple weeks ago or something. I got the pole and ended up wrecking, but uh, he asked me for speed tricks. I was like, oh, well, that's, that's nice. That's a feel-good moment. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Christian Eckes, every driver has a process to get ready for a race, whether it's putting on the suit at a certain time or going into the hauler to separate from the crowd. What's your process to get ready for these simulated races is virtual racing walk us through that if you can yeah so i got an email for that race probably a month or two ago uh, pretty much as soon as the the atlanta race got canceled they talked about doing something in that order or some kind of race to uh to run there and um you know, i hadn't really heard anything for a couple of weeks and uh, i got a follow-up email saying that they were going to run it uh you can actually get an invite to the league uh, which is on iRacing.com, obviously, but um, you know, they have a session. I think it went live at like seven or six thirty or something like that. Usually, they have a practice for about an hour, um, and then it's usually qualifying, and then it goes straight to the race. Um, practice is usually a good time, so for me at least, I'll go practice for about five minutes. You know, I think I'm okay. I'll go get something to eat, and I'll come back. You know, to dinner time, so. You know, that is definitely one good thing about uh, the simulation aspect of it. You don't really have to practice. You could just go get something to eat, come back, you know, everything's fine. But, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun experience so far. Christian, do you have lucky shorts or lucky socks, a T-shirt, a special T-shirt, or do you just put on whatever's clean for a race? Pretty much whatever's clean, I guess. Uh, actually, uh, well, when I ran the truck race the other day, so it was NFL draft night, and I'm a, a big Broncos fan, so I wore the jersey during the race and, and won that race. So, I mean, that must be lucky or something. Hopefully it means good things for the end of the year for them, too. Christian Eck is joining us on a Sunday night, and I hear Statman just groaning right now. I noticed that on your Twitter account. I'm a huge Broncos fan as well, and I noticed you retweeted the Judge Judy, and I thought, well, hold on a second. How did I not know this? What made you become a Broncos fan? So it's actually funny. So when I was a kid, I liked the horse, and it kind of just stuck. There you go. Once I got older and older, I actually became a fan of the team, but I was just a a fan of the horse when I was a kid, and – I don't know. I guess it just stuck. But, yeah, I'm a diehard Broncos fan now. Yes. All right. I knew I liked you for a reason. Yeah, boy. Yes. Bam. (laughs) How in the hell does a dude from, what, you were born up north in New York. I I was born in New York. We have three sports teams, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) I I went for the team that's in Denver, Colorado. So, I guess. It's the horse. It's the horse. Yeah. It's all right. I'm from Indianapolis. There's a horse team there, but I still stick with my Broncos. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Running for Kyle Busch Motorsports, your winner from Friday night, WWT Raceway in St. Louis, uh, the truck series. Do you talk to Kyle every day in regards to preparation for when you guys do actually get back in that truck? Um, Every once in a while. Uh, I wouldn't say it's every day. Probably once a week I'll text him and just kind of, catch up see how he's doing and i uh, usually have a question or two um because you know, we don't really know what the schedule is going to be like when we go back so we're trying to get as prepared as we can um just to to race whenever so uh you know, me and my crew chief and engineer kind of been going through all the races that that are upcoming and um as far as we know and uh you know kind of get prepared for them going through setup stuff and going through the preparation aspect of it so when we do go back racing we're uh we're more than prepared so every once in a while i'll have some questions for kyle and and he's uh always gracious enough to to answer back uh, pretty quickly bam christian eck is joining us here in the freak nation again truck series winner friday night wwt raceway in st louis brother thanks for doing this next time you roll back in here well regardless you'll win something it'll be an i race or an actual race man that's right. Hopefully it's an, it's an actual race here coming soon. <laughs> yes. We are all dying for it, I yeah. think. Thank you, Christian. Yeah. All right, man. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Yeah, Crash, that was an understatement. I think we're all dying for some actual live freaking racing for a change. Hey, more on that coming up. But first, your stat man, Scatamus. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. Now, I'm not qualified for a book review, but I am qualified to know what I like. Neil Bascom's book, Faster, is just that. Not enough is done to explore motorsports history, especially details about racing's bed partner, politics. Faster is a David and Goliath story from the 1930s. It details an American heiress who built her own Grand Prix team and eventually hired a Jewish driver to beat the Nazi-backed Mercedes behemoth head-to-head. Lucy Shell did it with an underpowered French Delahaye driven by Rene 
Dreyfus in the run-up to World War II. The story is wonderful and educational, but disappointed me in one very real detail. Baskin spent several pages glorifying the Nazi showcase at the 1936 Berlin Olympics without ever mentioning Jesse Owens. He said in an email that his editor took out the mention. It was a massive oversight. Great book, though, especially if you aren't allergic to learning. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Again, thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Lucas Oil, the finest synthetic oil on the planet. So damn good they named the stadium after him. Of course, they're in Indianapolis. 
Inside your engine, outside your engine, the interior of your car, the exterior of your car, Lucas Oil has the product to keep your ride on the road. If you can't get out to your favorite auto parts store today, you can order online. Check them out. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. Some just earth-shattering numbers. Uh, In the past five weeks, 26.5 million people have filed first-time jobless claims. 26.5 million people. And I bring that up in that, and these are these are many people who, I would say, the vast majority have never filed anything in this instance. You'll you'll see, you'll see food bank lines that are miles long with cars. And the pent up frustrations for many of us of just wanting to get the hell out of the house. We're driving around, just and come to find out, a lot of people are doing this. <laughs> We were just driving around parts of Phoenix and Maricopa County for an hour and a half, two hours yesterday, just to get the hell out. Couldn't stop in anywhere, drove through and got our food, but you just you can't do it. So I bring that up in that, yeah, we, the Christian Eckes interview, like, yeah, it's I'm starting I'm starting to feel the heat, not figuratively because it was 102 degrees in Phoenix today. Yeah, record high. But just I'm starting to feel that pent up frustration that I didn't have a couple of weeks ago and i want to get the freak out of here i want to get i want to go see something i want to sit in a studio i want to sit in a movie theater i miss airplanes i miss airplanes too you know stat stat man's got freaking grizzly bears and bigfoot out front eating his eating his plants (laughs) you just just sit out there (laughs) i wonder how many of those people that were applying for unemployment benefits were the first ones to stand up and call uh, the Democrats socialists because of their plans for saving the community. Hmm, Very interesting, isn't that? Yeah, if you want to take a deep dive into that, well, I don't, but if you want to, certainly. (laughs) That's worth about three or four hours of conversation with about 17 days left into that. But it's I understand it, man. The the frustration is is palpable. It's like I, I hear a lot of folks talk about iRacing and I I'm done with it, frankly. I am just done with it. I understand it's out there and it's cool to watch for a little bit, but it's interesting to hear people talk about how that's not real racing. You don't get to hear it, see it, feel it, taste it, smell it. And I it's some of the same people that are saying that stat man are the ones going now, what's this Formula E racing? I see the cars are racing, but I can't hear them. Is that real racing? <laughs> I can't hear yeah, the cars. I, mean, I learned when I used to produce the sports years and years ago in another millennia, literally. Uh, it, it was somebody sent me some silent uh, video of cars racing. And it was like, what a waste of time that is. I'd venture to say that more than half the appeal of racing is just the guttural noise and the ground shaking and drag racing noise that happens. Uh, and you just don't get that in eSports or in simulated sim racing. So, yeah, I mean, the Formula E is wonderful. The competition is great. In fact, they were playing house music first couple of seasons of the race. They play the house music during the racing because it was popular in Europe. 
they would play it around the racetrack as the cars were going? Through the loudspeakers, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, where else did I see that recently in which it might have just been sports cars. It might have been the 24 Hours of Daytona in which they're just blasting, like, DJ music on the starting grid. And I thought, there's something to this. It was just kind of cool. Well, I could see that, but it's but without the music, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to hear people talking next to you, and then you're going to hear this. You're talking about Formula E? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, I get it. What an impression. And as when we started this show 20 years ago, and started talking about sport compact drag racing, but people didn't people, – it was tough for people to grasp – Four-cylinder cars, and the and the and the turbos, the cracking, the popping of the turbos, and the bah, 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 versus the, bah, the the V8s, the carburetors, the ten thousand horsepower, until they saw an hundred eighty-seven cubic inch car go two hundred ten miles an hour in a like, quarter of a mile. Oh, you are serious. <laughs> what power hour adder do you have again? Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about noise. Excuse right. me, Kenny. The, uh, do we have time? Rod Millen, sure. uh, Reese Millen's father, when he would rally in New Zealand, where he's from, he was sponsored by Philips Electronics, and they had uh, stereo speakers in the wheel wells, and uh, they they would blast noise as the car went through the forest. They would blast <laughs> noise out of those speakers. And he told me once that if he wasn't going fast enough, the co-driver would put in uh, faster-paced music to speed up Rod in addition to hearing the flight of the Valkyries as the car came through the woods. Oh, wow. Are you sure you're not outside chomping on some of that weed? (laughs) You're crazy, Stan. (laughs) What? Speakers in the wheels? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what he was sponsored by Philips Electronics. They made car speakers, and that's what right. he wanted to show off his car, the effectiveness of his sponsor. What better way to do it? Dude, send us a link. There's got to be a story or pictures or video or something out there. I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to hear it. <laughs> right? Statman. Back away from the... See there how much we're missing motorsports? You got to go back 25 years. Actually, we're like 35 years to find something interesting to talk about. We got two hours of Speed Freaks, and the highlights have been Statman talking about a concert through the front wheels of a front-wheel drive Subaru, and Gary Selzy... Going, why am I on social media when some guy's dropping out a mental institution address to go fight some <laughs> other dude? <laughs> on my feed. Yes. Uh, and the deer eating the bushes out in front yes. of my house. Oh, only in the Freak Nation. And I, I will say this. How much time do we have? We've got about two minutes. It's an arduous process, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting significant digitized TV shows in the can and came across one today, Statman, where I uh, was curious. Well, I wasn't curious because I saw what you're wearing. The The look on your face on that Mopar stage in your Michigan Wolverines jersey. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Every yeah. so often, I, that brings, I, 
that comes to mind. That that was really embarrassing. The only thing worse would be to wear a Broncos jersey. That would be worse. Yeah, yeah well, Christian Eckes and I can take care of that for you. <laughs> Jesus. So I hope you follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all of our social media pages. Well, with all this madness that is the COVID-19 and quarantine, I'm going to take it upon ourselves to – got to figure it out, though, and where we debut an old show on Facebook and our YouTube page because this, this video, we have you know, hundreds, you know, thousands of freaking CDs of shows, but hundreds of TV shows that just have – some just smoking, incredible interviews of people. Uh, Kenny Wallace saying some things that okay. he, he would not say on air today about Crash. No. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Kenny Wallace the calls one Crash The we don't Madison. have, though. Wait oh, a minute, yeah. Kenny. The one we yeah. don't have is Big Daddy. <laughs> yes! Talking about the Greek. From uh, Vegas. In Vegas. That... 20 and 20 years, years of, of programming, yeah. that's the one we missed. That's the only one we don't have. Who says I don't have it? No. I remember being there that day, you guys asking mm-hmm. the guy back on the board, and he said, no, I didn't record it. Right. And we're like, it's gone in infamy. <laughs> there is a one of our TV shoots that we did at PRI where we just touch on it with Big Daddy up yeah, on the stage yeah. with us. But, uh, yeah. And that uh, was a cluster as well, because our audio guy at that shoot screwed the whole yeah. thing up. Uh, so he screwed the first segment. First segment, okay. Yeah. The, the first <laughs> segment, you just get the ambient mics. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> oh, it's greatness, Freak Nation, doing this damn thing for 20 years. Speaking of, for 20 years, uh, we've incorporated many, many people, not just motorsports stars, but entertainers, musicians, and comedians and Donnell Rawlings, you don't want to miss this for some freaking funnies. This guy is spot on when it comes to giving you the giggles. Uh, he joins us next with our freaking funnies coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. <laughs> this is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No, that I'm actually a chess pink. Pirate fans unite! That was not on the profile. So now you've heard Geico. Saving people money on car insurance, and now an official partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, 
You want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, coming up in moments, your freaking funnies, Donnell Rawlings, comedian, actor, really really broke out on the Dave Chappelle show where, where he got his start as Ashy Larry on Comedy Central. I was on Kevin Smith's uh, Jay and Silent Bob's reboot, uh, also has t- a TLC hit show, Project Dad. Regardless, this guy is human Greatness. We need some freaking funnies right now. Freaking funnies. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking right now. Uh-huh. You a manhole. Mom jeans for dudes. Dick Poop. We suck again. Dick Poop. <laughs> hey, this is Dylan Hart Jr., and you're listening to this freak. Hey! Sergeant, stay away from that 16-ounce can of dumbass, will you? Hey, guy, come on. <laughs> 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 Oh, Igor Kokoskas has one of the best German dubstep albums from the late 80s I've ever heard. I ask God. Here comes the butt. To send me. Listen, butt face. A white girl with a big booty. Oh, my God. Of the King's Gilberry clan. Of course we know Cliff. Yeah. They meet the mayonnaise, right? Out of the goat's milk. It's time for freaking funny. <laughs> it's time for the freaking funny. what I'm saying. I am a freak and proud to be so. Let's go. First time in the Freak Nation. Good to get uh, Donnell Rawlings here in the Freak Nation. Hot Ridge, yeah. Okay, I won't say the end of it, but you know, you can get a What the hell was that? <laughs> Freak Nation does not sound like a sports show. I can tell you that. Oh, I we're not like a normal sports show. I thought show. it would come in and be like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ah. But it was not like Well, see, that's when, when we have black dudes in here, they hear their... And oh, can you say that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, you don't have to say African-American? No, okay, here's the deal. We have a national oh, show, Speed Freaks, and one of our co-hosts is black. Statman, he's been with us for 20-some-odd years, for, with you mm-hmm. for 30 years. He is offended 
by anyone saying African-Americans because he, he looked at me once. He goes, that means I would call you a European-American. You're white. Yeah, I'm black. I'm like, oh. But it don't matter. I was just messing with All right, so when the black dudes come in here. <laughs> yeah, my man, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and when Michael Blackson shows up, you can really say it for that way. <laughs> we found out early on with, huh? with, the, with our national show, Speed Freaks, that it meant something different. Freaks meant something different to the brothers than it did the white folks. Right. And you just did the same thing. Like, man, I'm coming into a show called The Freaks. A little, yeah. well, I was like, somebody's going to be fired if they haven't already. That's like the name that you feel like it's a show that's been on five different networks. Yeah. We're FCC nightmare. Yeah, yeah. They get yeah. fired everywhere. You're always getting that um, call into the pro, uh, program director's office. They're looking at you in your face. And the human, res- human resources department yeah. is looking out the window. <laughs> you know you're about to get your, you're about to lose your job when no Nobody's only one person making eye contact. And then when this is when you know you're about to be out of there. They be like, they love everything you've been doing up to this point, but we've decided collectively that we're going to go in a different direction. Just fire me. Uh, fire the black guys. It happens all the time. So what does freaks mean to, to me, black dudes? Freaks means somebody to do crazy, freaky stuff. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean freak like a weirdo. When I say freak, it's somebody like to smash all the time. Mm. They don't care who they smash. They do weird stuff. They're probably one sexual experience from doing some stuff that's illegal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, when I think of freaks like that, I think like this, oh, my God, it's my wife's birthday. She deserves it. You know what I mean? Like only on Valentine's Day. Honey, you know? <laughs> it's okay, honey. It's only today. It's your birthday when I think of freaks. And I heard they got those type of freaks here in Arizona. I heard that if you put a oh, purple rock this state? in your, I heard when you, you didn't hear about this? No. If you put a purple, this is what I heard. If you go to pass somebody's yard and they have a purple rock in the yard, that means that they're swingers. I don't mean if you can knock oh, on Oh wait, you're door. serious? Yeah. I don't know if you can knock on a door because you can hold guns here. So it might not be a good idea just to knock on a purple rock door, but that's the story I heard. I'm not going to yeah. test it, but you know, now you guys will go home and like, honey, get these damn purple rocks out of the yard. <laughs> I don't want that black guy showing up thinking it's your birthday. <laughs> I don't want no problems. Y'all seem like a happy couple, man. Oh, sweet mother. <laughs> or if we're out taking purple rocks from our neighbors, they're going, damn it, you're listening to freaking Rawlings again, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, if your neighbors have purple rocks, it could be a party, man. You never know. Live once. Live hard. YOLO. Oh, man. So the first time we went to Disneyland, mm. and what did happen? How do you go from Yeah, seriously. No, no, purple no. rocks. Because she was in the treasure chest thing, and she picked out all purple rocks. Who what did? does that say about our five-year-old daughter? Oh, I don't even want to do that, man. I let's, know. Let's go back I to know. Paw Patrol, man. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Whoa. Yeah. She's friendly. She's a friendly kid. Donnell Rawlings joining us here in the Freak Nation. Comedian Donnell Rawlings. Freaky ass, I like that better. Do you? But we can do happy. <laughs> yeah. Can tone it down for your audience. Your audience seem like they're freaky as hell. They're probably, this is the only sports channel, sports show they probably listen to naked. Now, that's a good thing to say, <laughs> man. So dope. You got in the face of a lot of folks with the Dave Chappelle show. What yeah. What were a couple of taglines that you had with Dave Chappelle? Uh, one of the most popular ones was at the end. It turned out to be at the end of the, of the show. Um, we, the sketch was reparations where you see it was like, what would happen if America gave uh, black people money for reparations? So you, you see all of these black people just going crazy, almost as if they won the lottery. Mm-hmm. You know, so one scene, I'm driving this truck, you know what I'm saying? And it's filled with cigarettes. So I pull up and, uh, and the, and the uh, reporter is there. And it was like, now that you've won this money, are you going to quit your job as a, um, um, a, a truck driver. I say truck driver. I ain't no truck driver. I'm a janitor. I just want, I just bought this truck straight cash. Then I got enough money to last me and my uh, family for the rest of our lives. I'm rich, bitch. And that was the one that, <laughs> that was it. Dave Chappelle 
went crazy for. It's so much that he made it at the end of every show. That was a tagline. And another tagline. That That's PBR people's ringtones. Yes, ringtones. It was so popular. I wish I would have um, wish I would had a copyright on that. <laughs> and it's so funny because it kind of hit my pockets because I would go out with my friends to dinner. And then a check would come. And nobody would go for their wallet. They'd be like, I thought you said you was rich, bitch. So that, and then when That's I played. That's on TV only. Always. And, but when I um played the character Beautiful in a player haters ball, the thing, I'm a guy with a jerry curl. And anytime I would say something, I would punctuate the words with this spray can of jerry curl juice or whatever. And I would like, hit me two times, bitches. And that was one of the catchphrases yeah. that people really, really connect with me with. 15 years, the show has been. Hasn't been on television, but it's one wow. of those shows that you can't shake. Yeah. You know, even right now, it's 15 years ago, the internet, Twitter and all that wasn't even here. But now, because that show was so iconic that almost anything that happens with pop culture, there's some kind of way to reference the Chappelle show, whether it's using a a, a, a laugh that me and Charlie did. Maybe it's, maybe it's watching Dave Chappelle play the Prince character, but some kind of way. Uh, the Chappelle show still uh, is relevant to people to this day. Yeah, man. I mean, because I, I'm 35, so I grew up with it. And you know what makes me so old and mad? When I see people like yourself, this beard gang all day, right? You know me, dude. And they're like, uh, dude, I grew up off of you. I'm like, grew up off me, man. Well, no, like- I was 17, 18. I was the perfect target audience when yeah. it came out on yeah. Comedy Central. Two questions. Real quick one. Do you think that you would have been kicked off the air and uh, jailed today? with with? Because, you, I mean, you didn't take liberties like other shows did right. earlier on. And no, you are so, so poignant with a lot was, of your stuff. I think because um, a lot of people are afraid to challenge the system or yeah. to go that hard. I think that it would have still been, to this day, it would have been a breakout show. Because, I mean, if we was doing those skits right now, it would have been really relevant. Can you imagine the type of sketches we could have wrote in the no. political climate <laughs> that we're in oh now? Oh, yes. Everything. <laughs> I think it would have still been a hot show because I think that uh, – Dave Chappelle is one of those groundbreaking personalities. Neil Brennan, all the writing and everybody, I think it would still have been popular to show. And I think right now people would be excited if it came back, even if it was for, even if it was for one like one-shot deal as a special just to put some closure on it. Everywhere I go, people ask that question, will the show ever come back? I doubt if it ever come back as a series, but within the, in the state of reboot and everything like that, there's a chance that it could come back for maybe one episode, but the toughest part would be, you know, with my brother R.I.P. Charlie Murphy not being here with us right now, that would be a, a you couldn't replace that, but it would be interesting to figure out how we could make him a part of that if it came back. Yeah, I mean, and with, Dave Chappelle's my favorite comedian ever. I mean, he is. Killing Him Softly was the first comedy that I watched 500 times. Right. And my, I've always wanted to ask, so I'm so happy you're here. How much of that was really written, and how much of that were you were you given liberties and, on the show itself, or during the sketch writing process? Oh, what we did was like the process was we would always have a blueprint, you know, like basically just as a guide of what we want to do, mm-hmm. and we would do like we'll say, okay, we're going to do this scene clean, we're going to do it just like on the paper, and but then Dave Chappelle is so competitive and just goes so hard. After we got what they wanted out of the way, we would play. And some of the dopest lines and some of the dopest parts came with just playing around. When we did the Wayne Brown sketch, this is what people don't understand. Cool. If you look at, if you <laughs> had an so editor, many. if you had an editor edit all the times I spoke on Chappelle's show for two and a half seasons, it'd probably be on the timeline for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I always knew that um, I had to, anytime I had a chance to be at anything, I had to be funny 
on the spot. And when we first doing Chappelle Show, I was broke. So I would go to work on my days off just so I could eat for free. I could learn some more. And then there was always a chance of me just popping up in the sketch. Mm. So the Wayne Brady sketch, I wasn't in there. I was in the green room smoking weed, eating Cheetos and stuff, right? <laughs> and Neil Brennan, I don't know, somebody forgot the cast or whatever. It was just one. It was a small part. And then Neil said, son, you want to get shot? We're in Brooklyn, right? So I'm like, just how do you ask a black black guy? <laughs> oh, no. How do you ask an African American? Sorry, if you want to get shot in Brooklyn, but I thought I was gay. I was like, hell yeah! So that scene, I was in my civilian. I was in my. I was in my work clothes streets, and um, when they when they shot that, it was like, oh hell, it's Wayne Brady, son. So when I fell against the the the, the, the railing, have you noticed that scene? My jacket got caught. Right, my jacket got caught, and I'm a type of actor like I'm not gonna stop until you say cut. So I'm swinging on it, I'm swinging on it, and Neil Brown was like, "That's it." It was like one shot, and it was done, and they and they kept that. Whoa, so badass. The black butt, the black bush skit. I wasn't even supposed to be with Dave playing Black Bush again. I was in the green room smoking some trees, (laughs) eating Cheetos, right. And Dave was like, "Yo, you want to get some?" Because the guy they had beside him, he wasn't bringing anything. It was just. You know, he wasn't popping. It was like, you you don't really have a speaking role, but you're not doing anything to bring the camera to you. So they was like, you want to get on this? And then as soon as I went, I was like, yo, he tried to kill your father, son. <laughs> and it, 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 that blew up. And it gave me another edition, another scene. But we never had a cast for that show. It was always, you're only as good as your last sketch. So guess what? You're back on because... You ripped. And another thing that worked in my favor for that show, you know, any television show, you have a warm-up comic, mm-hmm. a comic that goes out there and gets the crowd mm-hmm. all excited before you go out. Before people, people didn't know who I was at the time. People didn't know who I was. They didn't know me from the Chappelle show. They only, because I used to be the warm-up comic. So before we get ready to start, ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready to have a good time? We're going to start off without, not even you seeing them on. Give it up for Donnie Ross. <laughs> so, it was my responsibility to get that crowd geeked up. So I used to rip so hard, but it was a method to it. I was like, I used to rip so hard. I used to have that crowd so lit that if I happened to be in a sketch, people were reacting to me as the person they saw wow. just ripping, which made it seem like my characters were a lot bigger. Like if you see, if you really go, if you're a student of that show, if you watch every time I pop up, you see people clapping and stuff before I even say anything because they was clapping for that, <laughs> but awesome. I was making my own soundtrack. What? So I, I was making. That's amazing. Though. I Actually, tell, that's brilliant. I tell people all the time, man, in this business, you got to be ready to do what the next person won't do and to go harder. You know what I'm saying? I've been in so many situations where even with Chappelle show, I had already done the part, I'm rich, bitch. So people was familiar with me. But we had another actor that was doing another scene, and he kept screwing up in the scene. They were shooting the scene for two hours. And first, Dave and Neil could just put whoever they wanted on the show. They was like, this, we're going to trust your judgment. This guy wasted so much money and took so long. The Comedy Central said, we want to open up casting to everybody, actors, cool. comedians. So I had already done the I'm rich, bitch thing. So I asked, uh, I was talking to Neil, and he was like, yo, B., that was him doing a black voice. He said, um, <laughs> he said, you got to audition. I was like, what's the next thing? He said, you got to audition. I was like, audition? I'm rich, bitch, right? <laughs> yeah. But this is, I tell everybody, and I could have been the diva, 
I could have been like, you guys have seen what I've done. You know my body at work. I'm the I'm rich bitch guy or whatever. I'm not going to just make me an offer. Had I done that, I, what I knew was there's no way I had a chance on getting that role if I don't go for it. Right. So I said, okay, whatever. And I went in there, and I went to the audition room, and I went so hard that I could feel like I'm not going to audition again. I went so hard on this one character, and then at the end of it, I looked at the camera. I was like, so do I have to audition anymore? <laughs> oh. Never auditioned again. That they awesome. give me stuff. Mic drop. Bam! Yeah, I did. I was like, pow. Donnell? Where is that? Does that live on YouTube somewhere? That story? No, that, yeah, that, and that audition. Is that somewhere? It's somewhere. I wish it would be good. If we ever did something where it was a reunion or something, I'm pretty sure that they could pick uh. all that. Because, man, as, as, as dope as that show was, of the stuff that you saw, you man, the stuff that didn't make it. The stuff that they cut because Neil Brennan. And another thing that made the show hot, they never, every sketch... It was like, trim the fat, trim the fat. If it does not kill, we're not using it. And you had some stuff, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of funny. But it was all about like, no, funny, funny, funny. But if you if you did like a uh, like 20-year anniversary or anything like that, and the things that um you didn't see, like on, I think it was the second season, uh, Dave and Neil did a commentary. And that's interesting because Neil Brennan tell you like, okay, guys, Donnell was not supposed to be on the show. <laughs> but it's like, he just kept showing up. Things I want to hit next, being an older dude with a younger kid, yes. yoga pants, and the... Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. And yeah. the wire. Don't bring up no yoga pants around me. That and, makes and me if go you, straight and, to a farmer's market. Yeah. If you, were, if you had to be born in a damn jersey, excuse me, uh, buried in a damn sports jersey. Redskins. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, That's wow. it. That's it. <laughs> no, the reason why, because it rhymes with dead skins. <laughs> I would be dead at the same Or foreskins. Take that. Yeah, Donnell oh, Rawlings no, next. Nastiest show ever. Like I said, Freak Nation, we need a little bit of funny tonight, didn't we? Here it is. Donnell Rawlings, uh, comedian, actor here in the Freak Nation. We'll do it again next week. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. You know the website, speedfreaks.tv. And, of course, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Join the Freak Nation, will you? Follow us on Twitter, Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. And you miss any of the show, again, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Statman's about to head out and go watch some deer. Before you do that, Statman, will you uh, shoot the juice to the moose and... Cut it loose. See ya. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.